from the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Named after characters in Point Break. <laughs> Wasn't Patrick Swayze in that too? And all yeah. That? yeah. Yeah, that was, was a great the, movie. Yeah. That was one that I never saw the remake because I didn't see I never any did. reason for the remake. I didn't remake. either. The movie was yeah. so great I didn't want to see the remake because yeah. it wouldn't have done it justice in my in my thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm, there are a lot of things that get remade simply because in some circumstances the, the culture of the time made it impossible to do a realistic portrayal. Yeah. Like uh, the TV show Kung Fu with a white guy playing a Chinese guy. Wandering the Wild West. That's true. You know, it, how ridiculous was that? It was supposed to be Bruce Lee's role. Yeah. But they figured ma- mainstream America wasn't ready for a Chinese leading man. I remember so reading that. So they brought that, in like, this the, white guy. It'll who was never a, go under. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And was it David Carradine? David Carradine, yeah. yeah. He was a dancer, not a martial artist. So he, lear- he was able to learn the martial arts move as a dancer. And... M- as a, as a kid, I thought, okay, why is everyone calling this guy Chinese? And, you know, because it was Wild West in the 1800s and everyone was racist about Chinese. You know, at the time, a lot of Chinese were being brought over to work on the railroad. Yeah, but And they were treated they... virtually as slaves, disposable yeah. humans, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So discrimination and hatred against Chinese people was fairly common mm-hmm. in the 1850s, 60s, etc. But when they were talking to the actor David Carradine, as, as a 10 or 12-year-old, I was looking at this and going, that guy's not Chinese. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> it's been, I remember it's that, they too. I always thought that Chinese was, but, but yeah. Carradine did it so well that people didn't really give a shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Especially people like us that had, like, no skin in the game. We had nothing mm. against Chinese people yeah. or, you know, we... And on a side note, something I found rather interesting uh, on uh, 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 race race casting, you know, casting and racism and ethnicity, uh, Lisa Kudrow, who played Phoebe on Friends, yeah, has recently been talking a lot of trash about the producers of Friends. Really? And because one of the one of the knocks on the show Friends is. It's such a white show. Oh my God! Yeah, you're Pe- right. People, they they said the really the only two women of color on the show were both Ross's girlfriend. That's there right. There was the the woman who was the archaeologist or the yeah. paleontologist or whatever, and then there was Samantha or something. Like no, that. there was uh, Julie, the the Chinese woman. Yeah, uh, that's ethnically right. Chinese, but yeah, he went to that dig Ross's, in China yeah. and then came back with Julie. So. Do you think maybe they did that as a play on Jennifer Aniston being Greek, so he likes ethnic women? Mm-mm. But no, but that's... in all fairness, no one would know Aniston is Greek unless you you know unless read you it. Yeah. yeah, or her dad, yeah. John Aniston. Everyone knew he was Greek. So, yeah, you know. But at the time, Friends was um, working hand in hand with the New York State and New York City tourism boards. To rehabilitate the image of New York. That would have been the time and when New York nobody visited it yeah, because it was, it was so horrible. Yeah. So the show Friends was in part created to rehabilitate the image of New York as a tourism know spot. That. And that's how they came so up with Central Perk. That's why everything was so pretty, everything was worked out, everyone had beautiful apartments on, yeah, that's on right. nothing jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, no, what Lisa Kudrow has been complaining about, because one of the knocks on it, as I said, is they didn't cast 
people of color. But Lisa Kudrow is now saying, well, the producers at that show had no business casting people of color because they had no understanding about what people of color were going through in that culture at that time because pretty much everybody running the show was white mm-hmm. and that's all they knew so and they were just trying bag- to make it real white she's friendly. She's bagging on them about diversity. Yeah, she's so she's, you know, this is the hand that feeds her still, mm-hmm. but she is right. I mean, they, they made it a squeaky clean show. And also, show. they can't X her out of the uh, out of the money situation. That's already been done a long no. time ago. So you can't can edit her out of the wants. episodes because she's, you know, they're all equal in the ensemble. Well, she might hurt the viewership from here on out, but other yeah. than that, I mean, she's just stating what she feels, I guess. Yeah, so. but I thought it was interesting that she was taking the stand and calling them out for their uh, uh, lack of diversity and, and saying, you know, that was all they knew, and they were incapable of being inclusive and diverse. Because, you know, at the time it was, you know, let's crank out the shows to appeal to white people. Okay. Um, if you had to dye your hair a bright color for a day, what would it be? Oh, probably kind of a lime neon green. That's what I was going to say. Appealing. Now I got to come something different okay. now. <laughs> I'm going to say a purple, a really, really oh. bright purple. So. But my first choice was like a lime green. Purple would be good too, yeah. Which which fictional character would make the best roommate? Which one would make the worst? Okay, best roommate? Um, You know, oddly enough, I think Superman would be a pretty good roommate. Because he's in his alter ego as Clark Kent. He's very polite and he's quiet and he's shy and he's accommodating and gets along. Um, probably the worst one would be Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he would be just vulgar yeah. and mean and pissed off and full of envy. Yes. You leave a toilet seat up, he comes in there and fucking cracks a, a speaker over your head. <laughs> so, yeah, Deadpool would be my nightmare roommate. Okay, I'm going to go with the Hulk. Because let's say someone pisses him off. Let's say his old ex-girlfriend calls. Oh, yeah. And pisses him off. Next thing you know, your house is destroyed. Or he's rooting for the Chiefs to win and they blow a fourth quarter lead. Next thing you know, he destroys the house. Yeah. So uh, I guess we should all be grateful that the Hulk is not a Cowboys fan. Because he probably would have obliterated this lower half of the United States. There would be nothing left. There would be nothing left. But the only good thing is is he probably would grab Skip Bayless and just, like, pinch his little fucking needle head off. Yeah, I'd like to see him pick him up by his ankles and just, like, start bashing the stadium down into rubble using Skip Bayless as a bat. Oh, yeah. Then I'll, like, see Skip Bayless's dead fucking lifeless corpse, like, hung up on the uh, Cowboys flagpole. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Allegedly, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best roommate would, uh, I'm going to say Robin, because you could make him do anything. Oh, yeah. You know? Robin. It's like the TV's too loud. Okay, I'll do it. I'm sorry. That's right. He was a, yeah. he was a pretty subservient motherfucker. Yeah, he was. So yeah. I'm going to say Robin, because you can order him around or anything, and he's not going to do anything about it. But the, the most violent thing he'll do is he'll 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 punch his own hand in you know it's like he'll he'll punch his left hand with his right hand golly gee batman <laughs> and that's about it you know yeah. Yeah, that's all let's hey robin get, go change the channel and make some popcorn golly gee roommate okay let's, 
Let's go get him, Batman. <laughs> Robin is such a he's such a wannabe. Oh, I know. Yeah. No wonder Robin. he died. No wonder they killed him on the on the real comics. Yeah. DC killed him off. Yeah, there was like multiple Robins. One of them was a girl. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard she that. Had a very I was like, nice, cool. She had a very nice cartoon ass on her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Those cartoon glutes can look pretty good. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they grew very muscular. <laughs> yes. Very muscular cartoon ass. Very nice. A lot of times they draw muscular boobs. It's like they had yeah, defy yeah, gravity yeah. and they're, float they're the around. Kind, like, and, uh, like they can like shift and like make them like go up and down. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why teenage boys grow up with really unrealistic expectations yes. of what girls look like when they take their clothes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't look like the comic book. What's Shut wrong up, with you? asshole. And you supposedly had a dick. Um, how would you most likely get your 15 minutes of fame? Oh. In my case, oh gosh. I don't know. I've probably already had my 15 minutes of fame. I, pr- I, once, I once played the Spirit Fest. Okay, there so you go. I think that was my 15 minutes of fame. That was your 15 fame. minutes of fame. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's still coming. Yeah. Someone's going to fucking fly down here in their vehicle, and they're going to beat me to death with a microphone. Oh, there we go. Yeah, and it will make the major news. It will make national news. Podcaster so guess, beat to death with a microphone because so he was too smartass. I would be beaten to death with a douchebag. Yes. Okay. Yeah, me. Yeah, then my corpse. They'll beat you to death with oh, my corpse. Oh, okay. So they yeah. use the microphone to beat you, then yeah, they'll use so, your corpse yeah, to beat figuratively, me. Figuratively, okay. yes. Yeah, so, That's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, long so. as I'm in there somewhere, I want my credit. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Okay. And by the way, on a side note, Christopher, the other douchebag, was beat to death with one of the other douchebag's corpse. Yeah. <laughs> death by douchebaggery. Pictures at 11. Yeah. Um... What would be the worst three-topping pizza served in a restaurant? Oh, let me see. Kale, <laughs> pineapple, yes. yes, and tofu. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty that awful. That would do it. <laughs> Just bland, bland, about, bland and doesn't belong. That needs its own menu <laughs> so people can throw it out the window as soon yeah. as they see it. They're like, no, 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 no. That'd be the, on the vegan menu. What are yes. they doing in a pizza joint anyway? They should be home sucking carrots out of the ground. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Chewing on them straight out of the ground and they don't wash them. Yes. No washed carrots with mm-hmm. still dirt on them. Yeah. And uh, radishes straight out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Just fucking gnawing them like Bugs Bunny style. Yeah. Just pluck them out and go, man, what's up, doc? <laughs> so. And get that dirt in there. It helps build your immune system. It does, yeah, because they don't have immune systems because they don't have all the irons and the proteins. So, <laughs> um, okay, worst three-topping pizza? I can't say kale. i got to go the other way because that would have been one of them. But, okay, I'm going to go squid. Oh, yeah, good choice. Anchovy. Yeah, it's pretty and strong. And lime jello. Wow. Good. Wow. That's thinking outside the box. That's yes, like it is. that's like chopped, where it's they like, have the mystery of the goof ingredient in the basket. Yeah. Lime Jello. Yeah. Crazy. So to me, that would be the worst combination. Yeah. You know, I've actually seen pizzas with have that have Brussels sprouts on them. Oh. It's like these. What tiny, kind of a sick, twisted I bastard know. would do that to these, pizza? These little cabbage-looking fart bombs on your pizza. Who fart wants bombs. that? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, one Brussels sprout, that's like an hour and a half of farting. Whoever so came up with that careful. hates mankind. Yeah, I think they so. They hate people. It was probably the rabbits. Pretty sure. Yeah. They're sick of us destroying their earth, so they're like, hey, watch this, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Damn okay. rabbits. It's all their fault. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> and kicks Tricks are, are for, for Johns. And kicks are for trids. <laughs> um, how many liters of milk do you think you can drink before puking? Uh, I'm going to say three. That's I'm not quite say a gallon. two because I'm not a huge fan of milk. Yeah. Well, if it's if it's real cow's milk, I have to have. Uh, if I were oh, able to drink. Oh, that would get you right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, that would be pretty quick, yeah, since I can't do dairy. But if I was able to drink dairy, uh, this I've heard this is actually a hazing trick that uh, football players play on the rookies. Uh-huh. Is they bet them that they can't drink a whole gallon of milk. And the fact is, it's so much protein all at once that it triggers the vomit reflex. Yeah, and people don't know this. Uh-huh. They, like, oh, yeah, here. Yeah. And it's virtually impossible to keep that much milk in your stomach. You know, it's like when people, you know, get a nosebleed and swallow blood. It, it triggers a vomiting reflex yeah. for a reason. And, and milk triggers the same reflex because it's a large amount of protein all at once in your, in your belly. And your body thinks, oh, we're swallowing blood, vomit, and okay. here it goes. Yeah. Um, speaking of rookie hazing, uh, I love what the Chiefs did to Sky Moore. Oh, I missed it. Well, what they, they do? They make him pay for one of the dinners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they came up with a fake bill. It was like $14,000. <laughs> and they handed it to him, and he was like, ah. And, you know, he didn't, like, protest or nothing. He just very reluctantly was, like, going to go pay it. And they're like, ah, just kidding. We're fucking with you. It was considerably less. It was probably, like, 1400 instead yeah, of 14 yeah. grand. But they got with the waitress and said, hey, man, uh, screw with him. So. It's so fun. <laughs> uh, here's a good one. What's the worst name you can name your child? Oh, let's see. Um, I would say Horace. I never liked the name Horace. H-O-R-A-C-E. I'm going to say bitch. Well, that'd be pretty damn... Especially if it was a yeah. guy. Yeah. If it was a chick, I would say... Um, Spooge. Spooge. <laughs> That's nasty. Um, uh, I'll say old sperm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old sperm. Um, this okay. next, this next one is interesting. I'm speechless. So I'm just gonna say. <laughs> How <laughs> about matured sperm? Matured sperm. Matured will be their first name. Sperm would be their second uh, middle name. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Okay. Okay. What is, what is or who is the strangest person you met at a party? And I've got a definitive answer. Mm. God, there's a guy I went to high school with. It was really odd. He was, he was such a conflicted person, and it came out in all sorts of weird ways. He was he's constantly smoking weed, but at the same time, he was constantly jacked like he'd just done meth. Oh. He was really physical. He was always into punching and hitting and pinching, and, and 
he didn't know how to con- how to interact with women in the least bit. And you know, this guy's 17 years old. He should have figured something out. His name was Dwight. Oh, okay. Well, that's even a horrible name. Yeah. And uh, let's see. He walked on his toes all the time. Just as a normal. You see him walking down this hall in high school, and he's just walking on his toes. Ding, 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 ding. That's nuts. It is. And, uh, man, at a party, he would just lose control. He'd, he'd start yelling things and challenging people. And God, he was, he was, he was, a, he was a crazy guy. Wow. Yeah, he was pretty weird. Okay. <laughs> I learned later that he had a pretty crappy home life. Oh. Okay, mine was this guy named Emmett Strange. Oh, well, and last that was name fits. His, that was his last. That was his last name for real. Wow. Emmett Strange. He was a record producer. Cool. He produced uh, grunge bands early on, mm-hmm. and then he went into like electronica and stuff. And he did pretty well at it. He made a good living. Uh huh. And I'm not sure he used to have a list of bands that I'd heard of some of them back in the day in the nineties. Yeah. They would have been like, uh, you know, not Nirvana, but like Screaming Trees or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, Like the ancillary bands that you would see at the very first of a festival that played for like a half hour. Yeah, not even as big as like Silverchair. Yeah. So Emmett Strange, whenever you talk to him, his mind, the way it worked, this wasn't a gimmick. You'd go, okay, to frame up what you're saying. And he would like put his hands up in like a frame. Okay, so what you're saying is the weather today is very tolerable as opposed to yesterday not being or are you even opposing it to anything are you speaking general blanket that uh, today the weather odd. is nice and that's the way his mind worked and you would always have to compare wow. it to the way that you were speaking of it Gosh. and he'd be like so uh, you said you've done this is this past tense or does this mean that you're currently in the middle of writing this uh uh, Funny, it's like he had to decipher and pick apart everything you said. Yes, he dissected everything, and, wow. and he would always say, and to frame this up. And wow. he would do it in the hand parentheses with two L's, like a frame. I wonder how long it had been since he'd had a normal conversation. He, I don't know if he ever did. Maybe I don't know if he kid? did when he was five. Yeah, gosh. He was, I wonder if this might be something that's on the autism spectrum. You know what? I never thought Excuse of it. I'll me. bet you it is. Because there's, there's, oh, that's the, that's the crazy thing about the autism spectrum of disorders, is you can be in that group, but everybody is so in, so different. It's not like you oh, all have the same, oh, yeah. you know, symptoms or, or traits or or anything. And he had women so hitting all over him. He was obviously a good-looking guy, mm-hmm. dark-headed, and you know, you could tell he's a good-looking guy, and he yeah. was uh, somewhat tall slender good build and he wore nice clothes but he screwed it up with women all the time with this personality did he have did he have a lot of friends or was he kind of a lone guy he had a lot of people that he was acquaintances with but no one could ever get close to him because yeah. of his personality and there again that sounds like something shows. on the autism spectrum women would just like run up to him all the time and try to talk to him and he would like examine it and go so um uh, so you're over here making making small talk because you want to get together with me. Is this it? And then they're like, no. And, they, and yeah. he would always say something like that. Yeah, he can't figure out personal relationships all that well. Yeah, yeah, that was a big part of yeah. it is he couldn't figure it out. And he'd be like, so you're speaking to me about what? Why, why mm. would you be over here talking to me? Because I don't really know you. i just seen you wow. a couple of times. Yeah, my, my son Lewis is autistic. 
and and so that sounds that sounds familiar. That that kind of sounds along the same lines. And the autism probably made him review bands very well and do fairly successful at that. Yeah, I mean the you know autism changes things about you. Know, it's it's a it's a mental um, as my son says he says it's a mental disability and he's but it's not always a disability i see what he's saying but i know people that do very well with autism because they can focus in on right but it's 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 still a lack yeah i guess it okay yeah Yeah, okay i'm not trying to demean it yeah true. i'm just saying that i know people that do very well with it yeah, and I'm not going to go. And Lewis is doing I, really well. I, I mean, have people very, very close good... to me like you that mm-hmm. have autism that do very well. Lewis is doing well. Yeah, yeah, he's self-employed. He's he See? does a, a great. He has great income, great work ethic, and and uh, he's you know. Are we still going to get him on a podcast? I'd love to. Yeah, we can get him drive in from Columbia. Both, it, both of them. Yeah, or maybe we'll drive out there. That'd be fun. Do no we'll road trip. We'll finish our White Castle run instead yeah. of stopping on 50 Highway and doing a podcast and saying "fuck it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, your your uh, record producer guy sounds like he was somewhere on the autism spectrum. I always found myself defending him too because I really truly liked him. Yeah. yeah. He was genuine. He was really genuine. He just had a hard time harnessing anything mm-hmm. that was personalized. Yeah. It's it's. Oh. That's I mean, something I, I I've heard people never all the known. time going, he's a fucking dick. And I'm like, no, he isn't. He's a nice guy. He just doesn't know how to. Yeah, yeah. that's a problem that, that the autistic people face a lot is is people oh, women depend got very so much on the interpersonal skills that they get very harshly judged right away. Women and, got very mad at him. I yeah. had some close chicks that were like, he's a fucking dick. And I'm like, no. I said, he doesn't know how to interact with you. Yeah. He meant nothing by it. You know? Yeah. So, anyhow. Yeah, he was the strangest guy. Yeah. What is the greatest prank you've ever pulled on someone? Microphone.net, your one stop for douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Oh, let's see. Man, you know, my, my family was good at pulling pranks. Um, I wasn't quite as good. I think probably one of the better ones I did was uh, um, I went out to visit my mom in Oregon. And before I left, I left uh, 
uh, a fair number of plastic snakes hidden all around in her house. There was <laughs> some in, you know, under her pillow in her bed. Uh, Cindy found a piece of driftwood that looked like a snake, so we drew a little snake face on it and left it in her bathroom <laughs> on her towel rack. I take it she was scared to death of snakes. No, no, not no. at all. But this is something that we did back and forth is we surprised each other with snakes. Oh. And she started it when I was a teenager. I remember I was in the bathroom taking a shower. Uh-huh. And she snuck in with this, this giant rubber snake that my sister had brought back from Disney World. You know, it, it, the thing was like probably about three feet long, but weighed like five pounds. It was super heavy. And she just tossed it over the shower curtain rod, and this giant rubber snake landed on me in the middle of a shower. <laughs> so from that point, it was on. It was like, all right, so, we, you know, we doing that? Are we, we were, doing that? <laughs> we were snake pranking each other for snake pranking. for many, many years. So, we didn't yeah. even start that, like, uh, what was that, the uh, the flash mobs and stuff like that? Snake yeah. pranking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, or Rick rolled. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my uncle and my mom... I mean, they grew up together playing pranks on each other, and, and my uncle played the best, best one of my mom. That's what it was me so and Davey cool. used to do all the time. Go ahead. <laughs> um, here in town, we have the, the Renaissance Fair Festival, whatever. It actually, it's nationwide. Yeah. Every, every major metropolitan yeah. area has it. But this, this was back when it was fairly new to our area. And uh, the big thing was to go out there and get one of those big roast turkey legs that you walk around yes. and chew on forever. So, so uh, they my actually mom was weren't out that there. good, but it's what you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, my mom was out there with with her brother, my uncle Mike, and uh, some of the family members and doing stuff. And they they came upon an area where you could uh, uh, try your hand at archery. And my mom had finished her turkey leg, and all she had left was the bones and the napkin, but she couldn't find a trash can, so she was carrying it around looking for a trash can. So it was like, oh, well, let's try this archery. So she said, okay, so she sets her chicken bone down, or her turkey leg down to the side, and they do the archery. And then they're done, and she goes over and she picks up her, her turkey leg again, and <laughs> my Uncle Mike goes, oh, Pat, if you're hungry, I'll buy you one. But don't pick up other people's trash and eat that. <laughs> and everybody turned and looked at her holding this, this gnawed-off turkey leg. Which <laughs> she had no defense. Oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> so she got him back by, uh, let's see, the following... Uh, 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 that was in the fall, and then a few months later, my mom baked a loaf of uh, this bread that my uncle really liked uh-huh. but in the middle of it she put a, a turkey leg <laughs> she stripped the meat off a turkey leg and baked a whole bare turkey leg right in the middle of this loaf of bread <laughs> so when he went to cut into it he, he cut halfway through and hit that big turkey bone <laughs> so yeah he pick his bread off the big turkey bone to eat it <laughs> that was the kind of stuff my my mom and my uncle would pull on each other. I couldn't compete with that, so. That's, man, I love that. Those are great <laughs> pranks. Yes. <laughs> One day I'll tell you the uh, frozen dinner prank. You want to tell me right now? Okay. All right. Um, my uncle worked as an air traffic controller. Uh, he lived in DeSoto and uh, worked out at the Olathe Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, he didn't do the takeoffs and landing. This was just aircraft flying overhead, you know, one destination to another and he worked the overnights because he kind of liked it and uh, he he would buy these really big fancy um, TV dinners 
to take to work and cook in the microwave. It's, you know, your typical TV dinner is kind of cheap and kind of bland, but these were like, you know, expensive ones and had really good meats and veggies and stuff, so he always looked forward to it. Um, so my mom went out and bought one of the same brand, and she took it home and she carefully opened it and thawed it out and scooped out all of the real food. And then she took that <laughs> to work with her. She worked at Penn Valley Community College in the biology department. Uh -huh. So she went into the storeroom where they have all the preserved specimens for dissection. Grasshoppers, sheep eyeballs, frogs, cats, fetal pigs, all this stuff, you know, sitting around in our jars of alcohol for students to dissect. She loaded up that TV dinner tray with all this garbage. <sighs> With one big giant sheep eyeball sitting right on top. And then oh. she put the top back on and carefully sealed back up like it had never been opened. Oh my. And then froze it. And then the next time she went to visit, she she uh, got um, her sister-in-law, Donna, to, to help her with this. She said, I'm going to sneak this into the freezer, like, you know, two or three down in the stack. <laughs> so she snuck it right into the freezer. And then a few days later, when Mike grabbed it and went off to work... <laughs> <laughs> it came time for lunch. He took it out of the freezer, took the top off, and saw this, <laughs> this giant mess. <laughs> Did he know it was your mom right oh, away? Oh, instantly. Okay. Instantly. That beats a pissy Pepsi <laughs> by 100%. He said, and the worst part was, he, he didn't have lunch that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet. Imagine disposing of it. Hey, who threw the pig eyes in here? Yeah. But I remember seeing some of those specimens in that storeroom. Those those preserved grasshoppers were longer than your middle finger. These were giant wow. motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, you know they'd have to be to make it worth your while to yeah, dissect. Yeah, dissect them. Otherwise, but yeah. Imagine a TV wow. dinner tray full of all this garbage. <laughs> that is fantastic. But man, that would be so gross. That was so evil. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so. Well, uh, wow. My my greatest prank <laughs> is a toss up between um, Babble Snatch and uh, and the uh, fake uh, MTV um, video that we played on Sam the security guard. Oh yeah. I would have to go with one of those two. <laughs> that that was genius to get people to go up to Sam the security guard and beg oh, for yeah. tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and, and or perform for <laughs> tickets. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. And Babble Snatch was good, too. It was yeah. really good because that thing still has life. Every now and then, someone will text me Babble Snatch or message online, and I'll be like, oh! A lot of times, the best pranks are the ones you put some time into. Oh, you know, I put a lot of time up, into Babble Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then, one will just present itself, and it, the, everything falls into place perfectly. The funny thing is, but... is I had people convinced that it was actual, <laughs> yeah. a true product, and it really did work. You, know? you had the prop. It really was, yeah. You had, you had the, the backstage pass or oh, press yeah. pass or whatever it was. No, that was a real pass that yeah. a friend of ours actually acquired and was actually... Uh, on the set of mm -hmm. and you know and no one looked at the back of it because it said you know that it was uh, used yeah it was they, already expired yeah they had this used, uh, so. machine that would say used on it and had some sort of a code so they'd know that it was used so. yeah so you keep it as a souvenir but you can't keep using it over yeah, and over unless people like us get a hold of it <laughs> yeah. and then it becomes a prank so is a bowl of lettuce actually a salad or just a bowl of lettuce hmm 
I'd say a bowl of lettuce is just a bowl of lettuce. Me too, until unless you, you start add something else. Exactly, to it. you got to add some uh, yeah. croutons and salad dressing. And but I'm easy going. I'd else, say even just some cracked pepper. Yeah, and that, it turns yeah. it into a salad. But yes. yeah, it's got to have a second ingredient. Or other other than that, it's a bowl of lettuce. lettuce. Yeah. I don't know anyone that eats just a bowl of lettuce with salad dressing on it. They dress it up with something. Yeah. Even if it's just cracked pepper. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can find stuff in your fridge, some pickles, maybe a few olives, you know, shredded cheese. Yeah, there's always something that you can throw in there. A few that, pepperonis. That you make it an actual real, um, real salad. A salad bar kind of salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, uh, what would be the most inappropriate music to walk down the aisle to? Oh, let's see. There's some good ones. Um, I've got one. There's, there's, of course, there's the stripper theme, the classic brass band stripper theme, but I'm trying to think of a rock song. Um, I would say, uh, how about Sweet Nicky by Prince? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> That's a, that Darling Nicky. Darling Nicky, Darling Nicky yeah. there you go. Caught her masturbating in the hotel with a magazine. Yeah. Hotel lobby with a magazine. Yeah. Darling Nikki by Prince. I'm gonna say, that would be a bad song to walk down the aisle to. Well, that beats what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Animal by uh, Nine Inch Nails. Oh, closer. Closer. That's it. Yeah. Closer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just listened to that the other day. That was that's an interesting track. The way it's the put downward together. spiral is fucking genius. Yeah, album. it's amazing. Pretty Hate Machine was genius too. Yeah. The early Trent Reznor, the pissed off Trent Reznor, was genius. Yeah. The happy one did not write that good of music. Yeah, I mean, he just, just kind of kind of boring to me. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. he actually got his life straightened out somewhat. Yeah. Then nobody cared. It's kind of like, eh, mm -hmm. okay, he's not fun anymore. Or no, no, he's not angry and mean anymore. So nobody really yeah. wants to hear it. So, yeah, I think that's that's when I made a, a shift to uh, Monster Magnet because they've got a... Yeah, they've Monster got a, Magnet's great. They've got a decent amount of rage going on, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah, it's, it's not rage like Reznor had. Yeah, yeah, Reznor's was a suicidal rage because yeah. after Downward Spiral, I think he, he was planning to kill himself and then decided at the last minute not to. I think you're and right. And that's kind of when his life Everything turned Everything indicated. Yeah. That, yeah. So... My uh, my son Lewis is a big Nine Inch Nails fan. Is so he really? He, and Trent Reznor, so he can he can tell you all about Trent. <laughs> okay, and what he's up to nowadays? Yeah, yeah, I think he's he stuck with them. Uh, the disc, he he kept buying the albums uh, Year Zero with Teeth. Oh, was he still putting albums ones. out? Um, I don't think so, but he had like five or six after Downward Spiral. And wow. Lewis said he he liked them, but they were very different. I know he released them online different. only. I know, I don't know if there's actually. Yeah. pressed copies of any of them. No, probably not. And he not. gave them away. He gave one album away just completely. Oh, yeah. I've heard of you know, musicians doing that. It's like, here's the album and well, you, know, you can just have it. It works for him somehow. Yeah. So It's the loss leader, you know. Have this album free and then come back and buy the older ones if you like it. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Go, oh, this is good. I'm going to go check out the rest of their catalog. Yeah. Yeah, it probably oh. did work out well. The bad, the bad cycles driving through. Oh, yeah. And let's face it, Nine Inch Nails music probably cost him nothing to produce and do. That's, yeah, that's a lot of cut and paste, yeah, samples, it's really, repeating. Yeah, it's so. not a whole band 
doing this. It, yeah. Yeah. So he probably made it for virtually nothing. He's like, well, I'll just give it away for free, and then people buy the old albums or whatever, go see me in concert or yeah. whatever it took. And you can tell listening to a number of those albums that, you know, he records like one full measure or one, one musical phrase, and then he just stamps it down about, you know, 60 or 70 times. You know, identical one after the other. So he has to. He only has to play it once in the studio, and yeah, then he it, gets yeah. five minutes of song out of it just by saying, "Repeat it twenty times." Repeat it twenty times. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, it all sounds exactly the same, like a machine. And That's I was kind a of fan a style of a lot too, of Nine Inch Nails, and it was good. I mean, it was good music. I yeah. mean, and I enjoyed it, and I know a lot of people that did. So it didn't matter. I mean, he did this style that was easy, yeah. but it worked. If anybody's curious to find out where Trent Reznor got a lot of his uh, style and influence, here's who you should listen to. Gary Newman. Oh. N-U-M-A-N is how he spells his last name. Originally, it was Gary Newman and the Two-Boy Army, and they had the song Our Friends Electric, and then they had the song Cars. Yeah. But fairly quickly, he moved away from the pop, and he was into, you know, super high-gain guitars heavily overdriven synthesizers just pounding smashing drums just like nine inch nails and then the vocals usually delivered as as a a a plaintive whisper you know he doesn't scream and shriek and yell he just he sings to you like an incredibly wounded and hurt small animal you know it's just so plaintive but the gary newman was a big influence on trent reznor and nine inch nails and Gary Newman is still putting out some really, really awesome music. Um, uh, let's see, there's one called Splinter, I think. I'm unfamiliar with yeah, it. There's a, one, the way I'm, been, I'm, talk, I'm thinking about has the song Ghost Nation. It's songs from a shattered mind. Is, this is something I'm really not familiar with. I'm not, I've yeah. never been into Gary Newman at all. I know he sings a song, Cars, and all that, yeah. but... I was unaware of his other stuff. Oh, and, he's got some impress. My name is Ruin, is a pretty awesome tune. <laughs> yeah, I can get along with that. That's yeah. Good. There's there's a lot of uh, you know he doesn't have the the hatred and anger. His is more of a self destructive mode, like Trent Reznor was. Um, but with Gary, it's just that's how he writes. He really isn't a miserable person in life, and he's married. He's got kids. He, uh, he owned and operated an aeronautics company, uh, I mean, an aerobatics company. Oh, wow. Uh, air, uh, trick flying and, and uh, um, maneuver, highly maneuverable That's flying. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So he was a, he's a big aviation nut. And then he got back into music, and damn, he's still got all the talent. Have you ever damn. seen the movie Dark City? He made a song for that called Dark, I think. It never wound up in the movie, and it was released separately, but oh, that's an awesome track. So check that I'll, one out, too. I will check it There's out. There's a lot of Gary Newman. It's really, really good. It's it's heavier. It's a lot heavier than you think. It really is. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So Who would be times. the worst? No, that's all right. This is great. <laughs> Who would be the worst celebrity to have dinner with? Oh, I've got one that I think would be horrible to have one. Let's else. see. Probably... I would say like Miley Cyrus would be pretty awful That's because a pretty she good just one. makes me so uncomfortable. Um, another really bad one I think would be like 
Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, just people that I have nothing in common with, and their very presence irritates me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, people that don't really have that much of a personality. Yeah. Yeah. If I were to pick someone that I would love to have this dinner companion out of, you know, anybody, it would be the 1980s Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun that as would hell be great. in it a restaurant? That would be a blast. Oh, my God. That would be a night to remember. Oh, everybody knows him, Sarah. He was <laughs> fucked out of his mind, but so funny that you're just, he like, would be. dying. Yeah. Because yeah. Ozzy was never all that self-destructive. I mean, he wasn't. He didn't ever want to really hurt himself or hurt anybody. He, he was just he a goofy, malicious. He happy, just fun guy. Fun. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, and his idea of having a good time was sometimes things that hurt him. Oh, yeah. But he wasn't always, he didn't mean to hurt himself. He wasn't like, you know, Iggy Pop who's out there destroying his own yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like Ozzy's famous prank. You know, there's so many of them mm-hmm. that it's just great. And I'll just tell a couple of them here. But the, I told this one before, I believe, on a podcast. Mm-hmm. But this is in Brad Gillis's book. Brad Gillis had to replace Randy Rhodes. Because Torme or whatever his name could not play all Randy Rhodes stuff. Oh. Um, I think his last name was Torme. He was the guitarist in between after Randy Rhodes was killed. Yeah. Then um, he couldn't really, you kind know. Of, but he was someone they could plug in right then. Yeah, and Brad Gillis was somebody. good enough to learn those licks and play them right there yeah. in, within like a day so they didn't miss any shows. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Brad Gillis wrote a book about that and Night Ranger and everything and all his experiences. And, uh, you know, Ozzy used to disappear before a show so they get to somewhere like five days before and, and give him a grace period of disappearing and come back. And then, <laughs> like the day before the show, Sharon put an APB out for him. And, yeah. and I guess he showed up, but he had all his hair shaved off. And Sharon's like, you I remember can, that yeah, bald Ozzy. That was, I do too. That was funky was as hell. And, and that's when bald wasn't cool, especially for a no, rock star. No, it was just weird. Yeah, and you know, everyone was like, now bald's okay for a rock star. Yeah, yeah. But, Moby's you know, is bald's neg. Yeah. Who else? Um. Anyway, uh, Phil yeah, Collins basically. Phil Collins, yeah. But um, she said, "There's no way that you cannot you cannot be bald and perform." So he grabs a wig. That was there, I guess, where dressing room or whatever. Well, yeah, because the, yeah. the hair band days. He yeah. had to have hair. You know, yeah. He had to, had to be enormous hair. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he get, he, before he goes on stage, him and Brad are backstage. Brad's, like, tuning up his guitar or some shit. And Ozzy goes over there to that wig, and he grabs some ketchup off, ketchup off of one of those, you know, those... Uh, catering trays. Catering yeah. trays, yeah. And he fucking throws it all over <laughs> his head. And he puts the wig on. Uh, and Brad's like, oh man, that's this gonna show's stink gonna be this gonna lights. be horrible. The guy's fucked out of his mind. He's not gonna be able to perform. This is gonna be a disaster. And this is his first show with him filling in for you know, <laughs> the, you know. So he gets out there and like in the middle of the show, Ozzy rips out and rips off his hair uh, and it looks like blood dripping everywhere. Like he and scalped the, himself. Yeah, yeah. And the audience is like, <gasps> you know, and they're like running and vomiting and fucking wow. crying and shit, you know. So, uh, so that kind of stuff right there to yeah. me would be just priceless. That's fun. the fun, Ozzy. Yeah, to see that would be amazing. To be uh, like, oh my God, look! Did you see that guy vomit? Did you see the guy screaming? Of course, then he's probably stuck doing that night after night. Yeah, because yeah. everyone is expecting it now. It's part of the well, show, I mean, dude. You, know, you got to do it. He did bite the head off a of bat and yeah. Doves, and but Doves was at the record company. He almost yeah. lost CBS over there. Yeah, they were so mad. But somehow Sharon talked him into keeping him. Yeah. So. And then, what, six months later, they're all patting themselves on the back because it was, it was 
awesome publicity. It was the best. The kind of publicity you can't buy. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he had PETA after him. You know, all the yeah. Yeah, all these animal groups were after him. And also, mainstream media was after him. You They're know. probably thinking, well, thank God Record we didn't fire him. was furious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it worked out perfectly. It did. So it did. My uh, celebrity would be Tommy Lee. Oh. He's such an idiot. He is, man. Yeah, man. Go ahead and get that hummus over here. Woohoo, yeah. Woo, party. He's, yeah. he's arrogant. He's loud. Yeah. He's... And be like, man, it's like someone get this fuck out of here, man. Yeah. Yeah. He acts like. What's what's the worst spoiled brat age for a younger brother? Like 13, 14? Something like that, yeah. He, he acts, acts like, like that, that yeah. all the time. Like he's your worst spoiled brat younger, younger brother that you've ever had. Yeah. That, that's Tommy Lee's baseline. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and nobody ever made him grow up. So. No, I totally agree. And he never wanted to grow up. No, he never like, did. Yeah. And he never did. So. Yeah. He's made so many bad choices. He would be in such an amazing place now if he hadn't made so many I bad agree. choices on women, drugs, changing musical careers, going to prison. He's lucky. He's <laughs> yeah. lucky that Motley Crue had the life that it did. Yeah. Because they easily could not have had the life that they did because they haven't put out anything in a long time. But because of the timing of the band and mm -hmm. some of the earlier stuff, they're immortalized and they can always probably at least do a residency and garner some good income. Yeah. You know? And we've all heard of, like, the one-hit wonder bands. And you look, you go back and you say, where are they now? And you see, oh, this, this guy OD'd five years after their big hit. You know? Yeah. Tommy Lee would have been one of those guys if he'd been in a one-hit wonder band instead of Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah. Because they would have had, you know, oh, the big hit, the gone tour, he, you know, fully dives I into a rock star lifestyle. And just started slamming drugs. Yeah. And, yeah, and then when it all went away, he would have done anything to get back to that. And, it, yeah, it would just been a... Oh, he it would have been a disaster, which it yeah. is. So that that saved his life that he was in a successful band. Yeah. And you had someone like Mick Mars, who'd already been through the drug wars, yeah. <laughs> and came out the other side. And he, I, he I, had his mind on straight. He's like, he was never the one partying backstage because he'd already done all that. Mick he was Mars over it. Mick Mars completely changed his style to, to meet Motley Crue, too. Yeah. Because he changed it before. His name was Bob Deal, and he was in a number of like classic rock bands. Uh -huh. And then he finally one day looked at him and he said, I've got to do something completely different, and I'm going to make it. So he dyed yeah. his hair black, and he answered the uh, ad in, I forgot the name of the famous paper that had all the musicians in yeah. it over there. And, you know, Loud in New York, aggressive would be the guitarist. Village Voice or something, but And Loud Hollywood Rude Aggressive reporter. would be him, his style then. So yeah. he, he tuned his guitar different and started doing uh, slide and power chords. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he, he became a different person. Yeah. But you can still hear his blues in his music, though. Yeah. I am still awaiting his solo album. I want to hear it. Oh. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Supposedly, it's still slated to come out sometime. Yeah. I mean, he needs to hurry. He's 70-something. And he's got that degenerative uh, illness. Actually, that's better than it used to be. Oh, good. Yeah, they found some New treatments. New therapies, said, some yeah, treatments. I read Excellent. recently, like, he said that they got it in check. It's not progressing anymore. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah. Yeah, because that's all—that's really what was limiting a lot of his. Uh, oh yeah, he was always activity. so hunched over, yeah. plain. You could tell he was in pain. It sucked. So another examples of uh, musicians that changed their style to fit the band, um, the drummer for Journey, during their big heyday, Steve Smith, mm -hmm. total jazz drummer. 
I mean, he is Mr. Swing, jazz, you know, delicate. Like Wheel in the Sky stuff. Oh, that was Ainsley Dunbar. But I'm talking like a Don't Stop Believing. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Faithfully. Um, the you know the big stadium hits, those kind of yeah. things. That was Steve Smith, who was just 100% jazz drummer. Uh, I saw down at the uh, uh, conservatory at UMKC uh-huh. uh, in the, in one of the recital halls. They had uh, it was put on by Zildjian, the cymbal company, mm-hmm. and they brought in Louis Belson and Steve Smith and somebody else. And uh, you know they'd all just play you know by themselves or play to a backing track. Steve Smith was just Mr. Sensitivity, light touch, just really, you know, just flowing so smoothly around the kits, a minimalist playing, you know, just playing all that, all that sweet jazz that you've heard, you know, uh-huh. when you particularly think of jazz. But you put him out there with Journey, and he's pounding away like anything. How interesting. Yeah. So, and the drummer for Candlebox, same way, you know, Cover Me. Um, what I really like his... him. I forgot his name, but I really love his style of playing on Candlebox. Yeah, that that guy, total jazz drummer, and he huh. never played rock in his he life he until he joined that, that band. Wow! And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm playing rock now. <laughs> it, it is way easier for jazz players to do rock than it is for rock players to do, do jazz. jazz. I would agree. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because it's so much easier to play more, but it's it's tougher to play less. Yes, and to have a a, you know, a light, delicate touch, and well, a lot of drummers don't have it. Yeah, that's not their style. No, they they're grew slammers. up beating the shit out uh-huh. of them. And I mean, like you imagine Tommy Lee trying to play jazz. There's no way. Or I mean, something with sensitivity and feelings. And, nah, no, yeah, yeah. When you're learning to play, really, the only way to go fast is to play harder. Yeah. So it was a big breakthrough for me when I learned to play fast and quietly. But a lot of drummers, they never get to that point, partly because they never need it. You know, they're in the kind of yeah, band where if they play quietly, no one would ever hear them, so why bother? Yeah, so they're like, yeah. <laughs> good point. Like in Pantera, you know? Oh, God, yeah. Dude can't play softly and quietly because <laughs> Dimebag Daryl is out there wailing. and <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh Vinnie Paul was the Vinnie drummer. Paul, yeah. 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 I was trying to think of who the drummer was. He's no longer alive. Yeah, yeah. He, that was recently he passed. but Yeah, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, the back of a CD cover, and Vinnie Paul is holding his drumsticks up, and it looks like a beaver's been chewing on him. Yeah. Because he slams him I against saw the that rim. Too. So I, I saw every that snare too, hit yeah. is a rim shot. I mean, he doesn't just hit the head; he's smacking he the rim, rim at the yeah. same time. So he you know chews what? It sticks served up very like well. Crazy. It kept up with the music. Oh yeah, and yeah. It, his his drum tone was always really good. I don't know if it was sampled or not, but I always liked his drum tone really well. I don't know if it's it sampled clear, either, but I'll tell you, precise. another guy that I enjoyed on that was Dimebag. Yeah. Dimebag's rhythms on that stuff. His leads were okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't a big fan of his leads. They, they yeah. were just kind of here and there. and They were fast, but they were here and there. And just really, you Zach Wilde. He has a lot of feeling in his music. Yeah. To me, yeah. Dimebag didn't really do that so much. I know it's also the music that he played, yes. Yeah. But... His rhythms were insane. Yeah, Dimebag was a real driver. Yeah. And uh, the drummer and the bass player were keeping up with him, basically. What I would love to have heard was Dime doing rhythm and Zach Wilde doing lead. Oh, wow. That I think would that would cool. have been insane. Well, you know, they've, they've done things like that where they have... I, I, there was a, a show where they took Nat King Cole uh-huh. and some of his performances, and they had his daughter Natalie Cole singing along 
and they would have like Nat King Cole on a, like a big screen and her live on the stage, and they'd be like doing it as a duet, That's even though cool. their lives didn't overlap in that way. Um, Janet Jackson did a tour like that, didn't she? Uh, Where, I, I think so. There have been yeah, more people who've done like things like that. She had her idols back there, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she had like a segment of the show where they would be on the big screen and she would sing along to them. I yeah. remember it was uh, the duet like that can't happen because they're dead. Nation tour <laughs> or yeah. yeah. I remember that and I was like thinking, what an interesting idea. Yeah, it's an awesome idea. You know, yeah. it's much better There's than just doing like it on Motown an album. There's and soul singers that she done this with. Yeah. And it's because purely because of her love for them and yeah. it was her tribute. And I always thought that was brilliant. Yeah. That was just amazing. And if you do it as like an album version, it doesn't have the same impact as if you're no, seeing it no. live. I you're saw seeing some a live human being interacting like, wow. with the recording. Yeah. That so. would be stirring. That would be something else. So, I've so got Zach Wilde doing it on top of the late Dimebag, Daryl. Well, I suppose that he could cool. still do it. They could have a big screen of uh, Dimebag yeah. doing something. Maybe Take, on the end of one of his anniversaries of Dimebag's death, well, they could think do you've a, heard a show the or a tour. They're talking about, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Brown, uh, uh, the bassist, and Phil Anselmo mm-hmm. are talking about, um, I forgot who the drummer is going to be, but he's a very well-known drummer. But they're talking about resurrecting. Resurrecting Pantera? Yeah. Yeah, with Zach on guitar. That could be interesting. Yeah, now that the brothers are dead, yeah, drum, no drums and guitar, those be, were the brothers. Because, uh, I mean, Vinnie Paul had such a beef with Phil Anselmo, because before uh, Dimebag yeah. was killed on stage, mm-hmm. Vinnie Paul said something about someone needs to beat him to death or something. It was like one of his last statements about him, because they were feuding. Yeah. I, and then right I, after that, I he remember, was shot, Vinnie Paul blamed yeah. Dimebag's comments for at least part of what that guy did. Yeah. I, re- I remember watching a Breaking the Band kind of thing with Pantera and the singer Phil Anselmo was becoming unreliable due to drug problems. Yeah. And they kept pushing him out of the band and then taking him back and pushing him out and finally they'd had enough and it was like, like That's done. it. It's not working. Yeah. And then there were a lot of people that blamed um, they were angry about Pantera breaking up, but they blamed Dimebag for yeah. pushing Phil Anselmo when, out. When Dimebag was like actually really intelligent about it, he was trying to save the yeah, band. He was trying to save the band yeah. because that, Anselmo's drug use was tearing the band up. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I think Anselmo had gotten clean, but they weren't in the mood to trust him yet. No, no, no. It's going to take a grace period. They're yeah. going to have to wait a couple of years and yeah. make sure he really is sober before they yeah. do. And also, it's for him too. You take him out on the road prematurely, oh, he's going to yeah. go back to the old habits. Backsliding, exactly. Yeah, so. And I think that's that was the, the stated so, motive for the guy that so, jumped on stage and killed Dimebag, was that he was pissed Vinnie that Paul, Pantera yeah, 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 and yeah. chances are he would have done it anyhow, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, because someone mentally unstable like that is going to do something like that. Regardless. I think a lot of Pantera fans were mentally unstable. <laughs> yes, they were. Let's face it. All those, were. all those skull contact, all those skull impact in the mosh yeah. pit. There's a lot of a lot of traumatic brain injury there in yeah, the mosh pit. A lot of CTE. <laughs> Football players ain't got nothing on the moshers, man. Those oh, guys. I agree. They leave the club drooling. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So anyhow, he was blamed. He was blamed yeah. for it by Vinnie Paul, and that's why he would never 
talk about resurrecting the band with Zach Wilde because Zach Wilde could do it and people would accept him. Mm-hmm. And if uh, Dimebag was alive, that's who he'd want to replace him because they're best friends. Yeah. But he said, Vinnie Paul kept saying, without Dimebag, that's not possible. It's not Pantera, yeah. which is true. Yeah. But he kept saying that because people kept bringing up, hey, how about Zach Wilde? He goes, no, no, no. But really, the biggest driver was his hatred for Phil Anselmo and what yeah. he said. Mm-hmm. Which he did blame part of him, and he probably was rightfully so. You know, you make a statement like that, you should be accountable for it. Yeah. yeah. So. It's not, it's not all that common for brothers to make it into successful bands. No, that's happened a lot. Um, without, you know tearing it apart like oh in oasis the brothers hated each other tore oh, them apart yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the black crows the black crows the yeah. robinson brothers hated each- they, they were each bickering with each other when they went to the airport to pick up the guy who was supposed to sign him to their first record deal yeah. and on the way back from the airport they were getting in practically a, a slugging match inside the car well, let, let me tell you this personal experience recently mm-hmm. no one will do you dirtier than family yeah they know right where to right to cut you yeah. Uh, let's see. Sticks, the uh, the bass player and drummer were brothers. Yeah, that's right. They were both Panazzo. the Panazzo brothers. Yeah. yeah. And then let's see. The drummer died from alcoholism. Alcoholism complications. Yeah. And then the bass player quit. He just quit because it wasn't yeah. it wasn't fun anymore without his brother on bass. And it was probably bass. one of the best moves they've ever done, sticks wise. I yeah, mean, he wasn't he wasn't all that great of a bass player. No, um, he still it, comes back and does occasional shows. That's I, what I thought. He'll still do some yeah. shows. Yeah. He's let's see. He's HIV positive, but I don't think he's got AIDS. But it does affect. No, I think he does have AIDS because it affects his health. Quite a bit. Yeah, the bass player for yeah, Sticks hid, yeah. hid the fact that he's gay for a long time. For a long time. You know, cause, but it had been rumored for years yeah. that he was, and people kind of knew the inside uh, the inside Iggy was, yeah, you know. But, but I mean, you can't he, sell posters to 16-year-old girls exactly. if you know one of the guys in the band is gay. Yeah, so, but if you yeah. guys seen him, yeah, he probably wouldn't sell very many yeah. posters. At least in the 70s, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, now you probably right. could. Now you know? you're fine, yeah. But, so. <laughs> but in the 70s, yeah, the, the rock stars had to be strong and and virile and, yeah, and yeah, outrageously yeah. And, heterosexual and, women, and a lot of women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more groupies, the better. And yeah, yeah. That yeah, was that was, was part of the whole destructive rock star image. Yep. And, okay. <laughs> and anyhow, here, real quick, potato okay. chips have to change their name. What would it be? Well, let's see. The British call them crisps, so that's already taken. So yeah. after some something else out, let's say uh, potato chips have to become something else. How about tuber slices? <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I'm going to be obnoxious. I'm okay. going to come up with a long name, so bear with me. Here. All right, a long Thinly sliced potatoes, fried at a high temperature, lightly salted, or maybe heavily salted, sometimes <laughs> with flavors and sometimes with not. Yeah, Snacks. I, can, I can see that on the billboard. Snacks on the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. You're driving That's along trying name. to read that on the billboard, <laughs> plowing into the person in front of you. Oh, i got to do this. I've been forgetting to do it. Oh, oh yep. Got to tear out and throw away. Yeah, there we go. Subject is done. Yes. Um, You got any... uh, Let me see what else I have in here. Um, Let's see. I don't know. This this might be a a short subject. We'll see. We covered that one. Okay, go ahead. um, Something I stopped and thought about the other day. I don't know why. My own opinion of myself versus other people's opinion of me. 
And I think for pretty much everybody, uh, that would be that would be very that would be a very different thing. I don't know how many people could honestly say that their opinion of themselves pretty much matches other people's opinion of them. That's pretty. That's really in depth. I kind of because there's like idiosyncrasies that you and I don't see about each other. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like what I don't see me and you don't see in you. Yeah. And, but I'm sure they're there. Yeah. It's like you so, know we're out here at the city market. I'm gonna not gonna stick my hands down my pants and scratch my balls or anything. Yeah. Which I will do well, at home. Just, just on that alone, but even I'm on, sure there's people out there. They're like them doing their podcast makes them uh, egotistical. Yeah. Because they think people want to hear their voice. I can see that. I bet you that has been has been said and yeah. thought of. I think. So someone could be like, yeah, they're cool guys, but man, this podcast shit is just, you know, Mark keeps throwing it up there and making little funny jokes and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, it's, it's really kind of embarrassing. You know, he's uh -huh. always saying fuck and shit and talking about balls. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, I could see that happening right now. And I'll bet you there's people right now going, oh shit, he knows, yep. he knows I said that. <laughs> We're listening to you, by the way. Yes. When we you download our podcast. It, it uploads back to us the, the last 30 minutes yes. of recording. And some of you need to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, some but of y'all need not help. Not judging, not judging, <laughs> just saying. Um, okay, anyhow. Um, but no, another, another aspect of that would be there's, there's probably nobody who's going to be a harsher critic of you than you. That's true. Because you know all the bad things you've always you know, you've ever done. Whenever you look in the mirror, mm. you pick yourself. Well, I do, and I'm sure everybody does. You pick yourself apart, and other people just kind of see you as you. Yeah. You yeah. walk up, and let's say you gain five pounds, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, it looks like you might gain a little weight. But yeah. well, anyhow, it's still Mark, it's still Christopher, whatever. Yeah. Or you know, man, that beard's getting a little crazy, and someone's just like, man, eh, didn't have time to shave, whatever. Yeah. So I would agree. I'll bet you anything, like. It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Some people are like, you know, that podcast shit. Uh -huh. They're just egotistical assholes throwing this stuff out. Yeah. Where actually you and I are, you know, this is something that's been a dream of mine for a long time. And like I always said, if we have two listeners, I still love it. Just just listening back to it ourselves is fun. You yeah. Know? And if it goes farther than that, great. If it doesn't, we'll probably I'll, still be keep doing this. I'll tell you what, either, <laughs> I, either I have an odd sense of humor or some of our stuff is really funny and very entertaining and yeah. very engaging. You know, there's a lot of shows I listen to where I space off. It's wallpaper. Yeah. Mine has not been that so far. No. No. It's, I, I find myself paying attention. Me too. Yeah. So anyhow, but, we think and, and, we're delivering something neat and unique. And it brings up another aspect of that that I was considering is that none of us, I think, are as bad as we think we are to other people. I would people. agree. I would agree. And none of us are as good as other people think we are. I agree because we put on fronts whether uh -huh. we realize it or not. Yeah. We don't tell everybody everything, but on the, the the backside of this is, if you are as bad as you think you are, or as good as other people think you are, think they they think you are, 
guaranteed it's not for the reasons you think it is. It's for I something else. I would agree 100%. So, the, the reasons you think you're a bad person, those probably aren't the reasons that make the biggest difference. No, I agree. And the reasons people really like you is probably not the best part of you. It's something I would agree. I would agree 100%. Super, maybe I had to think about it, and I think you're absolutely yeah. correct. I think there's more to people than they let on, both good and bad. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's easy to be very hard on yourself, but I think it's... Meanwhile, when you guys were doing something productive, these two were just yammering on and on. Fair, at the same time, for I as hard as you me, are on yourself, to be check. equally as... Uh, pleased with yourself, yeah. For I'm, some, for other things. I try to find the balance of that all yeah. the time, and that really is important. I try to never get too high on myself because that's sure failure. Yeah. I try not get too low on myself because that's sure failure. Yeah. The answer is in between, and I have my own rituals that I do and stuff like that that I feel works. Yeah. And it keeps me focused. Yeah. Yeah. And when you start thinking about that and start. Applying that to people that you have to interact with on a daily basis, like you go up to pay at the checkout counter and there's a person in front of you who's just bitterly complaining about some pointless, stupid thing. Yeah. That's the kind of person that probably really hates themselves, so by extension hates everybody else. Well, what they're doing is they're projecting, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. They're projecting their uh -huh. inner thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's just like that old saying, like, you know, the person that's fighting with you isn't fighting with you, they're fighting with themselves. Yes. The, the part true. about themselves that they see in you and don't yeah. like. Inner struggles. Yeah. 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 yeah Joyce, I, Joyce Meyer calls that the battlefield of the mind. And that's a pretty good way no, to put true. it. That's true. That's true. Because you fight that battle in your own mind every oh. stinking day. Oh, in my old job, I had an old immediate supervisor. And the second supervisor I had was a narcissist piece of shit, too. Oh, yeah. But the first one was particularly brutal. And the reason was is because... What he wanted in himself, I had, and he didn't like it. Ah, uh -huh. so he had to crush it in you. Yeah, so he If ran I can't me, have it, you can't in, either. He ran me in the office like 20 times. Yeah. And over stupid shit, like one time he said I was talking about him. I said, well, what did I say? He couldn't produce anything. No. I said, no. he goes, I'd rather not say it. And I go, then it didn't happen. Yep. I go, you say it, and you tell me who said it. And fair enough. But I said, <laughs> I know you can't produce it because yeah. I didn't say anything. And that it turns out it was another guy that wanted my my oh. job there. Yeah, it was ridiculous backstabbing in politics oh. at work. It's so stupid. Oh, yeah. This guy is a piece of shit. Like, he had a bad tooth on the front. He had it just fucking ripped out. Yeah. Hey, the toothless piece of shit, hillbilly fucking hick, drunk, yeah. drinks every day, drinks himself to sleep, uh, divorced, series of bad relationships. Yeah. Probably kicks his dog. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. He's a piece of shit, and he'll continue to be a piece of shit, and I'm a better person for not being around him. So well, anyhow, go ahead. I got uh, off on a little bit of a tangent. Well, I would, well here I go on another tangent. It's it, it, it's a basic drive. Allegedly all this. Yes. It's a, it's a basic drive for human men to want to reproduce. And anything that gets in the way of that... We're programmed oh, yeah. to fight. Yeah, 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 and this is where the male ego kicks mm -hmm. in, and yeah, it's like. Uh, so then, by extension, it's not just you know you're at the bar and there's three women and five guys, and you've got to compete with the other guys, you know, to attract the woman. That's simple. But what's less simple is you're at work, 
and you've got a good job and there's somebody else that wants your job because they think that would make it easier for them to get laid. That's why they fight you, backstab, hate you, etc. It's not because they want your job. Your job's a means to an end. You're right. You know, it's a stepping stone to I'm getting laid. Well, and That's it's what also they're concentrating the on. They're threatened. Yeah. I was a threat, so I had to go. And if you're around, you're going to get laid instead of him. Yeah. So he's got to get you out of the way and then take well, your place. Well, I mean, look, I was a golden it, it, boy it, at this it, place, it, and there's a bunch of people that tried to knock me down for yeah. years. And, and they finally did, which is fine, because mm-hmm. like I went on to bigger, better things. Absolutely. So, um, and, and it is somewhat of a, a simplification. I mean, that's, that's what Freud basically said. Everything comes down to sex and wanting to have sex. You know, I would agree. Why do you want to be rich? So you have sex more. Why do you want to be respected? So you can have sex more. You know, it all comes down to that. Um, in a large degree, I'm not saying well, no, no, no. it's always what, 100% what it that, is but is that Freud is a huge is, part of our Freud subconscious is generalizing, mind. He was generalizing a very intricate subject, right? And he was right because the 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 instinctive drive to reproduce is at least Procreate equal to is like the highest thing up there. I mean, well, it's right next to the instinctive drive to survive. Yes, it is survival if you think about it. But they can't. Neither one can outweigh the other. When you think about it, if your primary drive is to survive, you won't take a chance on your with of your with your life to reproduce. So your line dies out. That's if right. your primary drive is to reproduce, then you're going to take stupid chances to reproduce and get killed, and your line is going to die out. Wow! You got to have both. They have to fight each other constantly. There always is that conflict going on in the mind. That's why we're screwed up all the time. We're born and we're built and designed with the conflict in our brain is risk your life to reproduce. Oh wait, survive and reproduce later. And they're constantly fighting each other and we sublimate that into a better car, a better job, you know, more followers on this social media platform. It all boils down to that. I need to survive. I want to reproduce. Those two fight each other for supremacy constantly. And if one wins, the human race dies out. That's true. They have to be in constant conflict. That's true. So what happened to the Bengals, man? They lost to the Cowboys? I know. These are the people that... The Bengals have fell apart. they, They kicked us out of the run to the Super Bowl and then they got in and then they they did pretty good against the Rams I thought in the Super Bowl not too bad no not too bad but now they're 0-2 yeah 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 and how about San Francisco beating Seattle 27-7 on Jimmy Garoppolo yeah the guy that they took a shit on and dumped on Uh and uh, anyhow Trey Lance broke his wrist out for the season now Jimmy G is going to go there and I'll tell you what he's probably going to take him to the championship game again and they're still going to deny him and try to bring that ass bag Trey Lance in to fucking replace him yeah and to think that Jimmy uh, Garoppolo almost insisted on a trade this offseason yeah you know what if I was him I would have yeah to a good team yeah to a team that's almost there so who's quarterbacking for uh, the Seahawks now that Wilson's gone he would have been a good fit over there did um, did the, they got what Drew Locke from the for Broncos? They traded quarterbacks, didn't yeah, they? The ex-Missouri they guy, Drew but Locke I don't know if he's starting. The, is it Geno Smith over there? Geno Smith, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Talking about an ass bag. <laughs> yeah, that guy's horrible. He's um, got a good quarterback name, but 
Yeah. He doesn't have quite the The Rams are continuing to underwhelm everybody. 31-27 to 27 over the lifeless Falcons. Yeah, yeah. You're the supposed Falcons to beat the Falcons a lot more that than that. Game a lot. Yeah, so that's uh, the Cowboys with a nobody quarterback that wasn't even on the roster. He wasn't on anybody's roster a couple of weeks ago. It was ago. Uncle Rico from Napoleon Uncle Dynamite. Rima, right? It was Uncle Rico, yeah. <laughs> Won 20-17 over the lifeless Bengals. Yeah. You know, maybe they come back to life or not, but right now they look fucking horrible. Baker's not doing too good with Carolina. They're 0-2 no, to start. No. The Broncos uh, don't look too good with uh, Russell Wilson, their new quarterback. Yeah. Uh, edging out Houston, 16-9. That was kind of a boring game for a while. You know, It was, it was very like, boring. It, it was, was all those... field goals and then one touchdown. Yeah, it was one of those games where, like, I was watching it during break, mm-hmm. and I got up and left. I was like, yeah. you know what, I, this game sucks, so I'm going to go do something productive, yeah. and I did. The Broncos were playing okay. I mean, they had some good plays, and they had some plays where they screwed up, but the Texans were just bad. Yeah. I mean, they just looked like they needed to go back to training camp for another oh, couple weeks. Oh, they were horrible, just, oh. and, the, and they made a game out of it with the Broncos, which would indicate to me, like, A, the Broncos, Broncos aren't haven't, all that. Yeah. yeah, they're not all that, or they haven't found it yet. Yeah, they're still. Whichever one we're going to find out here, week mm-hmm. five, you're going to know what they are. I'll bet Justin Reed is so glad he's a Chief instead of a Texan right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a great home here because he's got a lot of upscale, more yeah. than Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew was good, but I never seen so many people run so many yards when someone was there. And the dude can kick field goals. And he can, yeah, and he kicked every fe- every kickoff out of the that back guy, of the end zone. He that, had five touchbacks. That guy may not be a lifer here, but he's going to be there for a long, long time here in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, I, I can already see Kansas City is going to love Justin Reed. They already do. Yeah, and they're going to keep loving him. He the they like, like a 70 or was 65 yard one in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Eric Warfield? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. No, no, Eric Berry. Eric Berry, Berry yeah, that, Berry. the Chiefs okay. player. Eric Berry, how he. Warfield was also a player, but yeah, Berry he was is a receiver. A, but Eric really Berry was the defensive back the Chiefs had. Uh, uh-huh. Came back from cancer. The town just loved him. The team loved him. I mean, Eric Berry could go anywhere in this town and people would buy him stuff. Yeah, because he was a great guy. Yeah, and I, I think Justin Reed is on track for that kind of. Because he's fun, he's exciting, and he's I would just have, right I would away agree, came in and did great things. I would agree things. wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so, on the Justin Reed bandwagon, i got to tell you. I me like too. him. Uh, the Cardinals beat the Raiders. The Cardinals are the one that we demolished 44 to what 21. Was it? To 21, yeah. and it should have been 21. They got some late points. Yeah, they got, nothing. Yeah. they got garbage points, and we left two touchdowns on the field yeah, in Arizona. It really should have been like 64 to like 14 probably, or something probably. like that. It really should have been, yeah. but we left a lot of points on the field because uh-huh. there was no reason. Yeah. And they beat the Raiders. Mm hmm. So um, it was getting to close to the end of the overtime period, too. They, we've already had one tie. It was almost a tie this season. Yeah. Uh, the Colts uh, and. The Buccaneers beat the Saints, but the Buccaneers, Brady looks kind of, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's his personal life, his age, a the little bit of everything. Giselle is probably beating him on the head with a golf club every night when he gets no, home. No, she's not even home. She went on a vacation. Well, she may be by now. Separate vacations. Yeah. Oh, there we well, go. she was the one that announced his retirement. Yeah. And then he come back and unretired. Yeah. Which basically well, he didn't retire yet, and then he announced his retirement after she announced it. Yeah. And then five weeks later, he announced the unretirement. Yeah. And in the meantime, he I mean, swung a deal with the uh, 
He was trying to swing a deal, and they almost did it to the Miami for Tyreek Hill and a yeah. couple other players, and him going there for like 10 or 20 draft picks or something yeah. stupid. Yeah. So, uh, and then Gronkowski got left swinging in the wind because yeah. he retired when Brady did, and then he wanted to unretire, but nobody wanted him nobody back. Nobody wanted him back. No, he was done. Yeah. <laughs> done, done, done. So I'm sure that him and Brady are still good friends, but I'll bet you if you talk to him, He'd be like, yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, he probably feels a little jerked, jerked oh, uh, around by yeah, that. Yeah, how could you not? In the in that Tampa uh, New Orleans game, it was the Tampa Bay defense that really, really secured that game. Five takeaways. I would agree. Yeah. And apparently the Saints were on the sidelines, really getting into each Look, other, with each other. If they're going to go anywhere, yes. The, yeah. <laughs> the if they're going to go anywhere this year, if they're going to go anywhere this year, it's going to be the defense. Yeah. I mean, Brady will keep him in a game by not making mistakes. Yeah, he's still smart, but his physical skills are starting to let him down. It looks to me like it's starting to lose a little zip there, and yeah. he should be. He's 45. So. Yeah. New England Patriots, who look about as lifeless as anything, actually had enough nut to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 17-14. to 14. I'm, I'm so happy to see the Steelers sucking canal water. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also happy to see the Patriots sucking canal water, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, Mitch, poor Mitch Trubisky. You know, he didn't ask to get drafted so high, so it's not, I know. It's not his job to live up to everybody's expectations. He's just Do you a think guy. he hates Mahomes just because? Just a little bit, Just yeah. by proxy just because, yeah, <laughs> Mahomes had nothing to do with it, but everybody's like, they picked you in front of him. Yep, so yeah. he's got to live with that, and it wasn't and his how, fault. <laughs> how, lucky, how lucky are we? That they no were that kidding. stupid no to kidding. pick him and not Mahomes. That, that was smart on the Chiefs. They knew exactly how far to move up well, to, to get him. Like I said, Sean Payton said that they flew down there secretly for like three or four hours and talked to him and watched him practice yeah. and snuck back. And they're certain nobody knew they did that. <laughs> and, then, and they were going to pick him. They were in its sights. And also when the Chiefs move up, Sean Payton said that he uh, he was on somebody's show. I forgot. Probably threw looked, up in his hand a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he said. He looked. Everybody said, we're not getting him. Nope. He knew that Andy Reid was getting him. And then, yep. he, then they picked him, and he's like, well, they got Lattimore, who was good. Yeah. But not a Mahomes good. No, so. no. Mahomes is once-in-a-generation kind of guy. Generational talent. Yeah. Um, and um, – uh, anyhow, I, I mean, Sean Payton was saying that. He's like, yeah. you know, he's not even close is what he said. He said this next one's not even close because Rick, Rich Eisen kept saying, yeah, there's debate on the best quarterback. And he goes, no, there isn't. No. He said there's no debate. He said Mahomes is the best head and tails above everybody else. Yeah. The, the network wants there to be debate because that makes it interesting. Yes, they go, oh, this is so close we can't call it. Yeah. Bullshit. Reality is a slam dunk, but that doesn't yeah. keep the viewers interested. And reality so is create a little controversy. <laughs> Justin Herbert is a really good quarterback. Is one shit. Yeah. He is one shit. He has yep. never been to the playoffs, and he shit the bed against the Chiefs. You know. Hello. 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 Hello? You, still you still there? there? You, you are still, still listening. listening. You must, you must be, be really, really fucking bored. bored. Yeah, and he's got some growing to do. Uh, if he if he can keep his brain right, he can do it. He can be a real big force. But right now but, he has not exhibited any of that. Yeah. So. And if know. if he gets, I mean, if if the Chargers keep getting dismantled by comparable teams, he's going to lose his confidence. 
and that could see. I him. already see it there after that pick six, the look on his face. He still uh-huh. kept trying, but you could kind of see, like, this is going nowhere. When he threw I've that. Done everything I could. When he threw that, that pick six, for the life of me, I thought he's trying to be Mahomes. He was. He was trying to do a Mahomes thing. He and, was. He and threw sidearm and face. missed by four feet. Yeah. And, of course, well, guess who's there? And if he had won the game imitating Mahomes, that would have hurt the Chiefs. But instead, we turned it around and just if spanked his ass If he that overhand, it. we might have been talking about a different outcome. Yeah, but he wanted to do it in that style specifically to yeah, shove it in our face. Yeah, he was trying to slick like, ha ha, In our home this. stadium. And, and let's yeah. be honest, man, we were beating the shit out of him, man. I mean, oh, I'm sure he he's got hurt, some broken hurt, ribs hurt. and who knows what else. Yeah. So um, this one was funny. The Jaguars 24, the Colts nothing. With oh, Matt Ryan. I know. And, yeah, that was the, the Colts are now 0-1-1. They have a yeah. loss and a tie. And they lost to... They lost to the Jaguars and the Texans. So where do you go from there except down the fucking toilet? Oh, was the Texans that tied him? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So the Colts are just, yeah. Yeah, start planning on the number one draft pick. And then the Dolphins were getting their ass handed to them by the Ravens early. But then um, Tyreek Hill had 190 yards. I saw that. He really, He really came on in that game. Yeah, and we'll see what goes on from here because I remember a game last year where he had 190 yards, but then the next game he had like seven. Yeah. So we'll see if it's very – and we'll see if Tua can keep getting the ball to anybody. Uh He did have two interceptions, but in all fairness, Mahomes could add a couple interceptions too, but he throws it with so much smoke it's kind of hard to do, you know, sometimes. I'm I'm thinking a really good test – for Tyreek Hill in Miami is going to be how he plays against division opponents because they're the ones that are specifically targeting him every minute of every day. They know they're going to play him twice. He had 94 yards against the Patriots the the opening game, so that's very respectable. That's a good game. So he did okay on that one. But what is it, Bills, Jets, and Patriots are in the division with the Dolphins? Yeah, we'll see how he does against the Bills because the Bills are the real. Yeah. The real swinging dicks in that I th- division. I think the Bills have the ability and the talent to make a very strong effort and probably succeed in shutting Tyreek Hill down. Yeah. And then we'll see if the Miami Dolphins can do anything else. If they don't have Tyreek at all, does the rest of their offense work? And I'm guessing I no. Agree. I agree. I think I, in order for that offense to work, you have Hill. to have Hill they need contributing. Him he the has field. to be a distraction. Yeah. He has to be a threat. Yeah. The so Lions, we'll see. The Lions beat the Commanders, the <laughs> oh, Washington the team. Lions. 36-27. The Lions is the team I forget even exists. I know. You know? Well, I wanted to go the badminton league, remember? Yeah, yeah. really. I mean, no no offense to the city of Detroit, but the team has just been so bad Oh, yeah, bad offense so to the long. city of Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. It's like, how can the NFL stand to sit around and have these teams be bad for decade after decade? Oh, and just, I know. Just, just put up with it. Uh, I don't get we it. We did. I, but in, the, in this era of the heavily monetized NFL, I don't see how from, they can get away with carrying the, a, a team like that. I the, mean, why aren't they, all the other, other owners saying, listen, Detroit, you got to get your shit together and start producing some income? No, you're we're right. all carrying your ass. We're earning $100 billion a year, and you're sitting there doing 17 mil? Uh-uh, yeah. not good enough. Yep. 
we need a bigger piece of your pie. <laughs> I, I would agree. The Jets beat the Browns 31-30. to 30. Who cares? I got nothing to say on that. And that case. was what was a late a late come from behind for the Jets. Yeah. So the Browns are, are it, they're finding ways to lose, I think. Yeah, is, of is course. And then the, the Giants beat the Panthers 19-16. to 16. The only thing I got to say about that is this right here. Baker Mayfield should be doing better, and we'll see. I know he doesn't have very very good protection or much of a running game except for McCaffrey, yeah. but I don't think McCaffrey's doing anything. Yeah, he's older. He's getting older. He's been hurt so much. And when he's pretty much the only threat on the team, then, of course, that's what everyone focuses on and takes away. So yeah. that's what makes uh, a good offensive work. A good offense work is you can't shut down that one guy because, yeah, I've got six other guys. Yeah. But Those- in – uh, Bills versus Titans tonight. Uh-huh. That's going to be a great uh, game. And then uh, Vikings and Eagles after that. Yeah. I, I kind of like the Vikings, but I'm really not interested in the Eagles. No, no. The Vikings are going to win that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And the Eagles are kind of ho-hum. Uh, the Packers beat the Bears last night on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, that was never really in doubt. Yeah. It was, it was pretty much. It's the Bears. Yeah. So. Um, Titans could make things interesting for the Bills. They could. can. They could, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's, and let's see. I think, that's probably the, I think it's in Buffalo. Yeah. And that's probably the one that's going to be a better game between the two tonight. That's the one that interests me that's more, not that, just because it's the earlier that, game. It's but, at a 615. And that's yeah. the one that I'm going to be interested in and watching. Yeah. However, when one game's over, I will switch to the other one. Yeah. Because so. I can see us definitely playing the Bills in the playoffs and possibly the Look, Titans. If we're there, which so. I think we will be, we will be playing them if we get far enough. Yeah. Because the Bills are going to wipe their ass with the teams in front of them, like the yeah. Chiefs should. And I don't see, I don't see someone knocking the Bills out of the playoffs unless no, something happens the between now and then. The only one that will do that but. is the ones, the, us. Yeah. The ones that they can't get past. Yep. The famous 13 seconds. The thorn in their side. Oh, we yeah. we've got a uh, like the whole beachfront condo inside the Buffalo Bills heads oh, yeah. now. <laughs> We're I mean, living there inside so their heads. Last year, that us people in Kansas City <laughs> felt bad for them. We did. I actually pitied. I, I pitied the fools in Buffalo. Look, I was happy we won. <laughs> yeah. And it was great, and it was satisfying. But at the same token, when they showed the look on their face, I'm like, oh, those poor guys, because yeah. we'd been there. Yeah. We'd been there so many times with Marty Ball and all that shit, the Almosters. Mm. And Someone just coming up with a late minute heroic and kicking yeah. our ass. So, that, but, but at the same time, that's how I felt back when they knocked Montana out of the playoff game and Buffalo oh, clobbered yeah. us. And it's like, okay, yeah. now you guys know how it feels. Yeah, it was within grasp and you went know away. what? Actually, you're right. I should have thought about it like that. It's like, yeah. yeah, there you go. You know, there's some teams that I want them to succeed because I want them to be good opponents. But there are other teams is like, I want you to suck. Broncos, I just want them to suck. Oh, I want them to suck <laughs> bad. Yeah, and the Raiders, I want them to suck. And the Chargers, I want them to suck. They're all division rivals. I kind of want the Raiders and the Chargers to be good enough to make the games fun and interesting and exciting. But the Broncos, I just want them to be doormats. <laughs> just freaking doormats. Okay. All right. For the enough. next eh, at least 15 years. At least. Yeah. At least. <laughs> enough time for them to blow their next stadium deal. <laughs> yes. Yep, I agree. No. So. Well, looky there. Look at the time. It's time for these two dirtbags to get the hell on out of here. But we certainly will miss you in our off time, and we'll see you again next week for another exciting podcast. 
Until then, farewell, fuckers.